morning on this Tuesday, August 13, 2019. You know, for a couple of times, the uh, Lord has impressed upon me uh, to take a look at this. Um, go over the Bible here. Uh, people always quote, you got people that uh, they say they love God with their lips, but yet when you see their actions, you step back and be quiet. Uh, by the way, I haven't learned that technique yet. Always went uh, knowing when to be quiet and when to open my mouth. Uh, pray for me on that one. Um, actually, pray for one another because I really haven't met anybody that's mastered that yet either. Uh, some of y'all closer than I am. But uh, anywho's, uh, they'll easily quote different verses of the Bible. One not even knowing what they mean contextually uh, or culturally during that when it was first spoken and written down uh, and what it truly means. They'll go look around for false teachers or teachers of the flesh uh, or teachers that appeals of the flesh. By the way, that's Satan that appeals to the flesh. Jesus Christ didn't come to appeal to the flesh because none of these fleshly bodies will enter the uh, kingdom of heaven. Um, but they're, they're earthly to be burnt up. It's the spirit and the soul that um, God through Jesus Christ by his Holy Spirit redeems. Uh, but uh, one area that uh, is so mistaught and misconstrued and not even studied, I'm going to go ahead and use the ESV, though uh, I always recommend you go to something closer to the original language, whether the uh, King James, because it has the more closest to uh, the Strong's, because that was like the first uh, version. Uh, but don't read it in the Psalms. Is First Corinthians 13. Now, contextually, uh, it's only verses 1 through 7, but actually even more contextually, it's actually, which describes it, it's 4 through 7. Is the verses? Um, I think little lightning that the Lord has given me, and, uh, and I'm not bragging or boasting that He gave it to me. He has given it to others, and I've very rarely seen anybody desire to even practice it. Um, by desire, I mean we want to practice it. We don't want to go against it. Um, the enemy of our souls, which is always. You know, the adversary of God has always been Lucifer, has always been the devil, has always been Satan. If we are truly Jesus's, um, through his work, his, uh, his mighty life-saving grace and mercy, um, then our adversary also will be Satan. All Satan can do is throw stumbling blocks in front of us, tempt us. It's him and his children. We were all once Satan's children by our fleshly nature, uh, which we all inherited through Adam and Eve. Any preacher, any minister, any teacher out there, uh, this is a side note, by the way. Um, it's all related because it's all God's word. But any teacher, any preacher, any minister that ignorantly... Um, claim makes claim that everything is Adam's fault Eve had no fault in the stumble 
Um, you're listening to Satan, sir or ma'am. You need to repent right now and get right with God because you have no biblical backing to it. So that was just a little correction. God wants to rebuke somebody on that one. Um, and he wants us all to be instructed. But um, I take a look at They'll easily quote, when they talk about love, they'll easily quote saying, maybe you don't love, you can speak in tongues of men and angels. Um, that needs to be pounded upon with somebody. Um, have that love, you're a noisy clang. They'll quote that one to say, oh, well, you don't have to come. They're looking at love toward the flesh. They'll only quote, Satan will only let them focus on, now he's a master deceiver. He knows how to, Paint things white on the outside, making it appear righteous and holy and even biblical. But inside, they're dead. Jesus Christ always starts from the inside. He cleanses us out of all wickedness, all unrighteousness. Everything that's displeasing to God, he removes it from within. Little bit, he'll show us. He'll show them when we become uh, genuinely saved. That's when God, through Jesus Christ, by His Holy Spirit, starts the internal cleansing of us. Can't be stopped. If you could say, "Well, I'm right with God out there, and I still kept the same things. I still have sex outside of marriage." I still, no, no, no. That will go away. In order of what God's gonna remove, uh, none of us are God. There was one perfect human being on the face of the walked the face of this earth's earth and his name was Jesus Christ. Um so when you get ready to quote somebody that's in church with you, only verses one through three of first Corinthians thirteen, you need to stop right there and think, Am I listening? To Satan's voice who's speaking behind me. If you're a Christian, he's behind us. Jesus is in our face, eyeball to eyeball, if we're truly a Christian. If not, Satan's standing with us, is still in us. And it's his motives and everything speaking. The verses we need to be focusing at is verses 4 through 7. Particularly 4 through 6. Let's take a look at what love is. Uh, love, first of all, this kind of love, the actual terminology is agape. It's only, Agape love is only God's love. Period. None of us have it in our flesh. Only time we have God's love is when we have God living in us and we live in Him. John chapter 15. Reminds us of that That unless we're attached to the vine Guess what? Jesus Christ is the vine Until we have that We can you know, we can love somebody according to flesh Husbands love their wife according to flesh And vice versa That kind of love will wear off But when God's love is the center of it That marriage will sustain you can always tell a marriage that is not legitimate. Say, well, my husband makes all this money. I encouraged him to go make all this money. You know what? That's not God's love. 
That's just what something you want. You're selfish. You're self-seeking. I'm not just going after women and men the same way too. You know, when God says, "Well, I want more sex," I says, "Oh yeah, there are Satan's daughters out there that will oblige you nicely. There are Satan's sons out there that will oblige you nicely." Yeah, the, Satan wants us to go to hell with him. There's no repentance for him, for us to still repentance and confession. When we choose to follow him, we are enemies of God. I'd rather be an enemy of Satan than I would an enemy of God. Because guess what? Satan's already defeated. Nothing he can do can cause victory over us. Now, he can get a few win a few battles by getting us to receive that temptation. If we truly know Jesus Christ, we also are, should be striving to learn his voice and listen to his voice. That when we see somebody wiggle and jiggle in front of us, uh, we're hearing Jesus Christ saying, uh, that's not me. I'm over here. Come this way. Pay no attention to that voice. The more we grow into that, growing into the wisdom and knowledge of God through Jesus Christ, the more we get to know them know him uh, the more we get stronger in the spirit of God the less we will go receive the temptation into us it doesn't become sin when we're tempted until we receive it boom the moment we commit it the moment we take that temptation and make it our own the moment we step into that sex outside of marriage, the moment we do everything we can to get the older individuals out of our, from under our employment, the moment we get that person out of our ministry, that person out of our house, the moment we do that, we received Satan's temptation, his little carrot at the end of a rope that little fake bunny rabbit that um, greyhounds used to follow for those that know anything about uh, dog racing and it's not inhumane by the way that's another one uh, the moment you receive that the moment uh, you receive it then it becomes sin the moment you walk into sexual morality the moment you uh, it's man man woman against woman the moment that act is committed it's received it's sin and it's against god period you can say what's well, not against god i still love god and i don't the moment you receive that sin and it needs to be first repented turned from walked away from left if you're in a ministry you're under a teaching a preaching that never uses the word repentance that's satan's ministry period it's all about repentance and confession. If you're a genuine Christian, when we mess up, if you're a Christian saying, well, I never mess up because I do my best. I only have God. If you got God, but you don't have the body of Christ, the true legitimate body of Christ, not those that are like you, that are encouraging you to sin, encourage you to be selfish, encourage you to make all the money you want, encourage you to dress nicely to attract the opposite sex to you, to draw you to the trap people to yourself. No, 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 no. The moment you, if you've got those that are encouraging you, you got Satan and his children encouraging you. They're not Jesus Christ. So, first of all, that's the love we need to have. 
God's living inside of us. It says love is patient. God wants says it in First uh, Peter. See the first or second Peter. Uh, I'm not gonna look it up at this moment because I'm trying to stay within time. It says love is patient. When God's love is us, God is patient because He wants everybody to come to Him to believe in His Son Jesus Christ to be saved, so that they can go to heaven and enjoy, and then also to enjoy fellowship, intimacy with Himself. Enjoy his love, his works. He's patient, but he also knows he's got appointed the day of judgment. That for those that keep rejecting him, rejecting his way of Jesus Christ, all wickedness, all unrighteousness will face the judge. We could think, oh, I just committed this crime and I got away with it. They got away with it here on earth. Law enforcement may not have called up with you yet. The IRS may not have called up with you yet. Uh, Homeland Security or rights may not have called up with you yet. Or even you may have gotten, you may have overpaid a um, unrighteous lawyer to get you off. The moment that lawyer asks you, did you do it? Their job is to defend, but they need the moment they know that you admitted to them to do it. They are under obligation not to tell the prosecutor or tell the judge. However, in your heart, in your spirit, you know you did it, you're guilty. You need to turn yourself in. You need to do what is right in God's eyes. You can you can get a judge to believe it, a jury to believe it. Knowing that whole time both you and you also caused your attorney to now when you stand. People can say, well, I'm not going to stand before God. I'll just keep running from him. I'll just get... The Bible is clear. We all will stand, if we're able to stand, actually. Some will probably fall flat on their face. We all will stand before God. He sees all, hears all. You can say, well, when I have sex outside somebody, I don't do it in my own house for my kids. I don't do it in front of um, his kids or his house or her kids or his house. You know, I do it in a motel. I turn off the lights. I go under. Don't matter. There is no darkness. There's dark enough for God. God sees and he hears all. When those of us that truly love Jesus Christ and truly are his, we've surrendered one hundred percent everything starting with ourselves Romans 12 1 it says God take me take the lead I'm yours I need you to rule me I need you as my king I need you as my savior I need you to walk me and show me the right way none of us can we can have all our degrees educational degrees we want we do not know everything we do not know how to walk righteously and holy before God's eyes. So don't think that's why God's patient. He knows the day that those that keep rejecting him, all wickedness will perish. Will be in that lake of fire for all eternity. So he's patient. He doesn't want to send anybody. Actually, God doesn't send people to hell. Even though parts of the Bible, if you're reading improperly, will think that in Revelation. 
He doesn't want to send anybody to hell. We actually send ourselves there by rejecting Jesus Christ, by denying him publicly. When people ask, why do you work the way you do? Well, for one reason, Jesus Christ. When we deny Jesus Christ, you, you see somebody doing wrong. You hear a misteaching. You're talking with somebody. You don't love somebody. You don't genuinely love somebody if you don't lovingly correct them. They may not receive it. That's not your that's not your responsibility. If you know Jesus Christ personally, you're growing in the wisdom and knowledge. We are required to lovingly correct people. We don't condemn, we don't judge them. Well, we make a judgment, we have to tell them. We are required by God to tell them. That their way is wrong, whether they want to receive it or stand corrected or not. That's a whole ball of wax. We have no control over that. But we are required to tell them that they are doing wrong. That that's not God's way. When we just let somebody go by doing their own right thing because we're benefiting financially, we're as guilty as they are. We're as guilty of sin before God. And if we if we keep sinning and say we know God, it's eventually going to become clear that we were never gods to begin with. We have not yet been saved. It's eventually going to come out. Kind, interesting word. When you actually look it up, pretty much most all of the Old Testament and a lot of the New Testament, kind means make yourself useful. It's good. Are you helping somebody? Are you, is there a lost person out there? Are you helping them by telling them the truth? Most of the Old Testament, when you hear the word kind, it's God when he created humans. They were like each other. They were like humans. Two legs, male and female. There is no, I don't care what science says. Science has always been wrong when it comes trying to disprove God. They've always lost. Period. End of story. They've never been accurate with trying to prove God's <clears throat> God's rule when they try and say well there's you know less than 10% of people out there that came with both a male and a female part no God knows what he's doing he only knows what he's doing he either makes this male or female and the two of them don't go together end of story when he says marriage is between a man and a woman it's period end of story you don't have to receive it. That's your 100% choice. It gives you free will to make the choice. But do not cause a someone who believes in God's word to stumble. Because you will be guilty before Almighty God. And right now you are just adding future judgment to you. That you will eventually end up in hell unless you repent. If you're an unbeliever and you want to force somebody, God's love, God's kindness does not force. But that kindness is to make yourself useful. You're actually physically looking for opportunities to come up alongside somebody and says, Hey, 